0: Hey friends, Daniel Schreiner here with the Disciple Hinson podcast. Today's special guest is my old friend, Alex Duke. Alex Duke serves on staff. Well, he's going to tell you what he, what he does. He he'll, he'll tell, he'll tell you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome Alex Duke to the Disciple Henson podcast. joy of my life it's been leading to this moment uh what are you alex
1: a homo sapien
0: and your last name is duke but you didn't go to duke like tml the michael lawrence nope i'd never i've never even been on the campus of duke but you've heard of it
1: i've heard of it louisville beat them in the 2013 elite eight to advance to the final four in the game in which kevin ware broke his leg um my stomach literally
0: gets a little queasy just thinking about that. <laughs> and moment. you are eating like dumplings right yes, now. Yes, <laughs> they're delicious. Thank you, Jane Rule. Yes. Uh, but you went someplace better than not University of Louisville, although nope. that place is also amazing. But you went to another university. Yes. <laughs> which, which was that? Um, it's a running motif in our oh, podcast. Yes.
1: So I went to the Western Kentucky University in Bowling Green, Kentucky. T-O-P-S, Tops, Tops, Tops. Yep, T-O-P-S, Tops, 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 Spirit makes the master
0: uh and you like the movie hoosiers (laughs) no uh but as a high schooler you did or middle school oh oh (laughs) yes i did as a middle schooler and you watched it with my
1: brother john yes well we watched a lot of movies together hoosiers you've picked uh one of the more uh podcast friendly uh ones that we watched together um and you would always tell my parents
0: that that was the movie that you and john were watching together even though that may or may uh, not have been, oh, okay, been so alive. You've,
1: un- you've uncovered our ruse. Yes, okay.
0: yes. You weren't walking with Jesus at that point. <laughs> I think I you was. were wandering. I think, you're a prodigal
1: son. Well, but on mean, the way home, I, you know, I hate to psychoanalyze my my 11 year old self, but I, I think I was a Christian. When just, did you become a Christian, then, Professor? Y- yeah, I. Yeah, I, I. I believe I became a Christian around seventh, sixth or seventh grade. Um. I think i was baptized at some before my eighth grade year so i grew up in a conservative church of christ world so like no music um pretty pretty serious uh I, you know like it's not quite fundamentalism but just a very serious understanding of what the denomination was about was kind of my life and that, uh, that's kind of carried through you're a very serious person i am i'm very serious um and then my parents got divorced when i was 11 and somehow or another that precipitated our departure from the church of Christ world. And we moved into kind of the opposite end of the evangelical spectrum. Uh, we ended up at a mega church, you know, with lots of music, loud music. And, uh, I think the Lord saved me there under the the ministry of that church. And I was discipled by, I mean, well, you remember Rick Bordas, like wonderful guys kind of poured into me and my circle of friends that was, uh, Yeah. Invaluable. And, uh, and then you went off to college at WKU eventually. So yeah, I went off to Cincinnati Bible college Mm -hmm. for a year because you wanted to go into ministry. I, you know, I don't know what in the world I was doing. I was best friends with the pastor of that big church. He discipled me. He was wonderful. And that's where I went to the school that he went to Mm -hmm. uh, Cincinnati Bible college. Mm -hmm. And I never toured another school. I never thought about doing anything else. I just kind of almost like lazily, I uh, was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And then about a semester in, I was bored out of my mind. I remember I got a, I got a, did uh, that have to do with the laziness or something else? <laughs> no, on, I, I, to be honest, I think it had to do with the lack of rigorous class. I mean, I just wasn't learning anything. I wasn't trying and getting A's. Uh, I had a social psychology class and the the whole class was three grades, you know, three tests. And the first one was curved. And so uh, as he was telling us about this uh, upcoming test, one of the more thoughtful and creative uh, students raised their hands and they said, I don't remember his name, but professor or whatever. So does that mean if we all get zeros, we all get 100s? And the guy was like, well, I've never thought about that before, but I guess so. And so two days later, uh, we got there for the first test, which was a third of our grade. He passes out the test, all of us write our names on it turn it in blank and we all get a hundred. So that's the kind of education I was getting Wow, uh, at Cincinnati. Wow. That was quite a grassroots movement. Yeah. <laughs> you could be a part of conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, 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 I tried that again and it didn't work. Huh. So, uh, what do you do now, Alex? I work for third Avenue Baptist church in Louisville. And I also work for nine marks, uh, which is based out of Washington DC. Uh, what do you do for each
0: of those things?
1: Yeah, so for Third Avenue, I am the, uh, and I, this has to be the only, uh, I'm the only person in the world with this title, the Director of Youth Ministry and Ecclesiology Training. <laughs> so, uh, it's it's a joy. Uh, basically, what that means is, that, well, half of it's obvious, I do the youth ministry, and the other half, uh, I lead... Uh, Various things in our church to help equip our church about what the church is. So the biggest way I do that is I'm in charge of, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're big on creative names. I'm in charge of our ecclesiology seminar, which meets from 4 to 530 for 14 weeks. Uh, Basically, it's kind of like a mini internship for any member of our church, but they have to sign up and do reading and writing. So I sort of facilitate that.
0: Is that well attended?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've... We're in the middle of our third one, and I would say about 110 people have been through it. So it's about 30 to 35 people each time. Yeah. Name a book that you guys use for that seminar. Well, it's it's not a lot of books. It's okay. it's a few excerpts from books, but it's mainly articles because we're trying to not lard the people down with extra reading. So they might have to read an hour or maybe an hour and a half a week. Uh, Did you use lard as a verb just now?
0: Yeah, lard. Mm. Lard.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: One of My favorite uh, restaurant here in Portland is probably Lardo. Have you been there? Is that the Cuban place? No. No. We'll talk about that in another podcast. And then what do you do for Nine Marks? Yeah, I work as the managing editor, so I've been doing that since 2014. Is one of your responsibilities as managing editor of Nine Marks to do that podcast where you just talk about the Bible with Sam Amati
1: and Jim Hamilton? That's ex- Yeah, that's exactly. You, you know, you remind me of Zach Galifianakis in, in Between Two Ferns, but but cleaner. <laughs> no friends in here.
0: I tried to do a Chris Farley, uh, imitation when he used to do those, uh, interviews on SNL with, uh, Greg about his, what is the gospel? I didn't, I don't, I wouldn't say that I nailed it though. I added too much. I got too excited <laughs> about the, just the thought of it.
1: Um, um, so what do you, what do you, you just talk about the Bible on this? Yeah. Podcast? So we What's the recently, yeah. So about a year ago, uh, fall of Fall of 2020, we started a podcast called Bible Talk. Um, and actually, your father was supposed to be on it. Do you know this? And then he found out you were on it? <laughs> no, I convinced him to do it because I've known your dad since I was 10 years old. And uh, and so we actually recorded three episodes with him. And then the pandemic started. And so we stopped recording for a while. Uh, and then by the time we were going to restart, he was like, Well, you know, Alex, I don't want to do this anymore. I feel like i should but i don't want to and i was like well okay so he told us to ask jim hamilton who i didn't know at all uh to do it and so we so we did yeah so we've we've been recording this podcast for about a year i think we just did our 40 something episode what's it Uh, called it's called bible talk and literally all we do is talk through the bible so uh we're we just finished leviticus Numbers, I assume, will start soon. Uh, and we just take various chunks and we'll have a 30 to 45 minute conversation where I'm trying to ask. I'm trying to ask Jim or Sam uh, or Jim and Sam what, what they think. you mm-hmm. know. And so the goal is really to, I mean, I explained a little bit about the church I grew up in. I, I had no knowledge of the Bible. I knew that Jesus loved me and I knew I wanted to follow him. And I did I, I you know not perfectly, I sometimes lied when I said I watched Hoosiers, but I actually watched alien uh and uh but i i yeah, I had no idea what what the Bible was, I didn't know how it pointed to Christ. I could you know rip a few verses here and there, but uh and so I have a a deep burden in my in my heart to help. Kind of normal everyday Christians understand the Bible because I think they can uh, with a little bit of effort and a little bit of, you know, help. Would uh, you say you're normal? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I mean, I don't have a PhD. I'm not a particularly academic person. I don't like to read, you know, super complicated stuff. Like, I, yeah, I would say I'm a normal, I have normal interests uh, more than, you know, your, your, You know, some Christians like Sam and Jim who are smart. So I'm trying to constantly kind of bring them down to, you know, put their, you know, boots on the ground for us normal folk. And I think they do a good job. Yeah, I agree. Um,
0: One more question about you. And then we don't care about you personally anymore. We're going to talk about uh, other things with the remaining 20 minutes or so. Um, You have a family.
1: You have a wife and progeny. Yes, I'm married to Melanie. We've been married nine years. I have three kids, Elliot, our daughter. Uh, she's turned six in a few days john uh my son who is three and zoe who is one and they're yeah they're wonderful we also live with my in-laws uh, so we bought a house recently where they live and the mother-in-law suite so i have you know even more people in my family thanks for taking time away from family to come
0: hang out with us do the Simeon trust workshop um, but we want to talk about not Simeon Trust because you don't really know anything about Simeon Trust. No. Uh, but we want to talk about Nine Marks. Nine Marks oh, okay. is a ministry that Hinson supports.
1: So why is a Nine Marks? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've I've wondered that for years. I think the answer is is unknowable. Uh, mystery. It, it's the it's the mystery.
0: Maybe. Uh, maybe it's what it's talking about in scripture. We talk about the mystery revealed one day, we'll know. Oh, in Ephesians? Uh huh. Yeah, that, I think that's right. But uh, w- what was the, the genesis of, of nine marks? Yeah, I'm not going to have all the specifics probably right. You I know? had Mark Dever on this podcast really early, but I didn't want to talk to him about that. I wanted to talk to him about friendship. Yeah. And that went really, really good. Well, yeah,
1: he's he's a wonderful friend. Um, to some I asked him what me, the secret but...
0: of friendship was, and he just said, I
1: don't know. <laughs> Yeah, he's not the most self-reflective person I've ever met. Uh, I'll say that. Um, but, but why, um, Mark, why, if Nine you Marks? listen to this somehow? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so what you what? Not how it got started, but what is Nine Marks? Sure. You, well, I, I wanted to start with why first. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Nine Marks exists. Uh, you know, our our tagline that I, that we have adopted is is we are trying to help pastors build healthy churches. And do you think that's working? To be honest, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, obviously evangelicalism, you know, if you can even refer to something like that is is a big thing. And so, uh, you know, it's it's not like we're turning the whole ship, but I think by God's grace, I've been around eight years. I have seen us make inroads, whether it's here or abroad. I think even when I first started seminary, you know, which would have been uh, 10 years ago now, you know, there were topics that were met with a little bit more suspicion that now I think are becoming a little bit more uh, understood or in vogue, Some, even something like membership and discipline and, and, you know, uh, single service, single s- against multi-site. Not that most people are persuaded by the one assembly argument, but, but it's becoming more kind of in the water of, of evangelicalism or at least the the, the people that I hang out with. Um, so yeah, I think, but, but, but at the same time uh, we exist because I think most Christians, don't know what a church is. Uh honestly, I think most church church members. Yeah. <laughs> most church members don't really know what a church is. They don't know like okay, I know I'm supposed to go here on Sunday because that's what I've done my whole life, but what are what are we actually doing? What and what, what is that? Like what is this thing? Well, I mean, I think churches have You know, we have a different uh, responsibility, a different mission, you might say, than, you know, than than me and you and and Justin and other people who are just kind of Christians hanging out. We can kind of we're free to do whatever the heck we want. But um, within reason. Yeah. Within reason. That's not sinful. Um, But but churches, it's a different thing. You know, Jonathan Lehman will often say there's a difference between Christians in a field and a church. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, and I think the main thing that churches do is that they they gather together together. Sort of under the teaching of the gospel they gather to to do certain things they gather to to guard the gospel and they guard the gospel through practices of membership and discipline which is practices of the ordinances uh even through the preaching the preaching is kind of setting boundaries for what what the gospel is and then they gather to to go and proclaim the gospel and so i think if you really want to be as simple as possible that's kind of the three things churches do we we gather together so if you never gather you're not a church and you gather to do certain things—to guard the gospel through teaching and practice of membership, and to go with the gospel into, you know, whether it's across the street sharing the gospel with your neighbor, across the country to share gospel with unreached people. That's kind of given to the church to do, so that we can then make other churches in other areas. If I could be as you know as simple as possible, do you think that's biblical? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Uh, some people
0: here, uh, some people don't like nine marks. Why? Uh, some people in your church.
1: Uh, I just Who I they? just hear murmurs. <laughs> well, okay, so, yeah, some people don't like the church or don't like nine marks because <laughs> we slip. because we say that the Bible has stuff to say about the church. Mm. And so we'll we'll say yeah, it's actually not a free for all what you do on Sunday mornings or how you structure your church. And that could be everything from you know male male only leadership to uh you know uh what what you should preach to practices of church membership, uh, practice of church discipline. So so some folks just don't like to. Oh, it's not that they don't like it. They don't believe. They don't see that 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 scripture teaches that. And so they they don't like us because we are trying to bind their consciences. What we believe God's word to say. Uh, other people will agree with us that the Bible says certain things about the church, but they, yeah, they don't like nine marks because we. Are Baptists? Yeah, well, because we're Baptists, because we maybe smell funny, smell funny, because we, you know, let certain things be in the category of freedom of conscience that they wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, most recently with the, you know, the COVID nineteen thing. You know, some some churches were saying you you got to defy the government, and other churches were saying you got to you know do you got to do whatever your local government said. And you know, Nine Marks didn't have a formal position on this per se, but Mm -hmm. but we we tried to kind of tread the line of Christian freedom. You know, your church is free to do what you want and your church is free to do what they want within reason. And I think some some people thought that that was uh, spineless and short-sighted, that we were not realizing kind of the, the, the ground we were ceding to the government uh, or or whatever other party you want to attribute to. Uh, and, you know, maybe they were right. Maybe in 10 years, we'll look back and say, yeah, that was dumb. We, we were naive. Uh, and maybe we won't. So uh, you, do you guys have stickers? Uh, we do, yeah.
0: So other than stickers and Bible Talk podcast, how are you trying to get this message
1: out? Stickers uh, stickers are big. Um, Bible Talk is is bigger than the stickers. Um, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, Everybody <laughs> loves stickers. <laughs> we, we do a few things. The, the biggest things that we do and the most prominent things we do are books, right? So I'm sure the folks in your church, you have a book stall. Lots of those books are Nine Marks books. Um, we also do quarterly journals, which are you know think of it like 15 to 20 articles on a on a certain topic. You know, one of the things about nine marks is we we stay pretty narrow. We kind of we try to stay in our lane. Uh we we don't talk about a ton of stuff that's outside the you know the the nine things that we like to emphasize. You're narrow-minded. We are narrow-minded in a, in a good sense. And uh so yeah, four times a year we'll release a journal and so for example, we've just done one on the the regular principle. You don't know what the regular principle is. Uh it's uh, we titled the journal called Don't Do Weird Stuff. So basically the the regular principle is why your church shouldn't and probably doesn't do weird stuff on Sunday mornings. Um, yeah, we've done one on mission of the church, pastoring singles, complementarianism, you know, a bunch of stuff. We also do... Uh, uh, a few other podcasts. We have one actually with Simeon Trust called Preacher's Talk. So if, if you're interested in the task and the art of preaching, and I would even say listening to preaching, if you, you know, if you just really enjoy uh, the, the, the craft of preaching as a, as a recipient, I think you would probably find Preacher's Talk pretty interesting. And then we have Pastor's Talk, which is our oldest podcast with Mark and Jonathan oldest cuz those are the oldest guys yes mm-hmm. that's and it's the first one we tried it. and so that's probably mm-hmm. 4 or 5 years old and they just talk about various issues related to pastoral ministry and then we do you know an occasional article book review you know you guys have that stuff. did you talk about workshops and weekenders, yeah. you know, it's so funny. I, it's the last two years we've done so few of those that it almost like escapes me. But yeah, we we do, uh, we host um, various uh, around various places in the country. Weekenders, which I mean, your church does those, right? Yep. Yeah. So you know, you know what those are. We we do those, whether it's in D.C. or Kansas City or Austin, Texas. We even have one. I think Mez does one in Nid- Nidri, Scotland. Um, so you guys have gone global. Nine Marks global. has gone global. Yeah, we've gone global, taking over the world. That's right. And so weekenders, Lord willing, will host one at my church uh, eventually in Louisville. Um, What's something encouraging uh, internationally that Nine Marks
0: is doing? Something exciting, Think yeah. th- something that you think would encourage uh,
1: people? Yeah, so I would say, you know, w- we would love people to give us more money, not so that I can get paid more or so that, you know, we can, you know, get a bigger booth at the SBC, um, which... Who knows if we'll even be there. Uh no, we'll be there. Yeah. Sorry. We'll see you there. Uh, uh see you there. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh uh, but because there is so much work to be done overseas. Uh, and and so I, I wish a guy named Rick Denham were here. He's he's have you ever met Rick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's our international director and he's he's kind of a yeah, he's like a, a firebrand. He's crazy. Um, and he is doing so much good work as it relates to translations. But we don't just do like, okay, you know, Sergey. that sounds like a guy who would translate a book. What might he translate? What language might Sergey translate a Nine Marks book into, Daniel? Maybe like Russian. Russian. Okay. So Sergey Fedorov, mm-hmm. his son, wants to translate uh, Nine Marks for Healthy Church into Russian. But Sergey is just a, a one dude, and he doesn't know what to do with it after he translates it. And so it sits on a shelf, or or maybe it goes into a Christian bookstore, but it sits right next to... T.D. Jakes and Joel Osteen and yada, yada, yada. Those it are nine not, marks, other Nine Marks books? No, those are unhelpful and some might even say heretical uh, Christian books. Uh-huh. Thanks for clarifying. So, so what we do internationally is we won't just translate a book and sort of shoot it out into the ether. We won't do any translations until we know not only a partner on the ground who can translate it, but someone who can distribute it and get it into the hands of men who need it uh, and and men who... who what about either- Women. Men or women, depending on, depending on the book. No, it, men or women. Yeah, it's so. So we try to work slowly, but in partnership with with trusted and like minded folks uh, from all around the world. If you go to our our website nine marksorg slash translations, you'll see. I think we're up to fifty or sixty. I mean, Greg, do you know how many how many languages? what is the gospel has been translated into? 30. So even Gre- Greg's book alone has been translated into 30 or more languages. So I would say that's, that's, but I mean, we just need money to do all that. It takes time to, to so translate it. Henson gives you guys some money. What have you done with that money? <laughs> Other than A&W repair. <laughs> this is yours. You paid for this. All right. Um, w- uh, hopefully we've done what I'm describing. Yeah. I mean, okay. I don't, unless you de- designated it to something, I have no idea what we did that I money. Know, yeah. You might've paid for, you know, you know a bean burrito for for me. Um but I would say another thing we do and I, you guys probably don't do these but we in addition to the weekenders on the international front we also we do something called an intensive. Do you guys do those here? Uh no, we're not very intense here. Yeah. We're very laid back. Yeah, so I can see. So so what we do for internationals is we've we've brought them historically to a a uh, weekender, and it's just too much. It's five days. It's too overwhelming. And so we've we basically doubled it in length and called it an, an intensive, where they stay for about ten or eleven days, uh, and they have breakout times with with folks from their own language and stuff like that. And it's been it's been really useful to bring guys like in May. It's like a group from China. In March, it's a group from. Latin America, September is a group from, you know, whole, all around the world. And so we, we've done a lot of, of training of
0: pastors in that way, too. So if you give money to Nine Marks, you're helping support, uh, potentially, part of that money is going to support uh, training up international pastors, church leaders, uh, getting biblical resources, translation, Yeah. Um, the Nine Marks Journal, the resources, you know, your bean burritos. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, it's I mean, you know, the Great Commission, Christians love to give money to the Great Commission and I think sometimes we don't realize that well the Great Commission is 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 church work. Hmm. It's not just, you know, going across the the world and sharing the gospel with an individual and then saying, "Okay, great, I've done it." Mm-hmm. Like no, the the goal of of the Great Commission is is churches. And so Nine Nine Marks is not planting churches. We're not a church planting network, but we are trying to Resource the church planting networks that exist to help them understand what the Bible says about the church, and so when you when you give to nine marks, you're, you're giving to the Great Commission. We're we're trying to you know help that all around the world. If you had nine marks like virtual reality glasses, what would we
0: be seeing? <laughs> I don't know where that came. From. Um, let's talk about how we can pray for nine marks because giving money maybe we don't maybe someone listening doesn't have a lot of money to give to nine marks how can you support the ministry
1: um yeah so uh, you could pray so jonathan jonathan and i uh have been you know working together for eight years we had a guy named sam amati work for us for a couple years and he's now moved on to pastor huntsinger lane baptist church church i used to go to me too um oh yeah that's right (laughs) before before me um so we we actually are trying to find uh a, an editor an assistant editor I'm not sure what the title will be, and so pray for for us that Jonathan and I would have wisdom in figuring out who who uh might be able to do that. I think you could also pray for us to have wisdom as you know when when we look out into you know, our relationships with Christians and churches around the country or even around the world, you know, so, so much of the landscape seems to be changing and like folks who used to be friends, not that they're foes anymore, but like we, it's not as, we're just, there's less partnership going on, uh, at least, you know, out front, right. We have great private relationships with people. Uh, and so that you would pray that we would just be wise and stewarding all the relationships that we have, uh, and that we would, you know, that the Lord would, maybe just bring together, uh, you know, what, what folks used to be together about that, that, mm-hmm. that, that work could continue, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's under different circumstances. Uh, and if, if it doesn't continue in, in any formal way that, that we would be you know, pleased and, uh, that we would be content with whatever the Lord gives us. So, so church pray
0: for those things, Alex, you've been great. Thank you. I'll let you drink the rest of your Dr. Pepper or uh, root beer that is N W.